0: By far, in my opinion, the best question you can ask is like, what is your onboarding process? How will I be trained? And what what does that process look like?
1: I'm here with my good friend, John, who is a uh, systems engineer. We'll dive into what that means specifically as we move forward. I think, John, you may have been the first person I asked to be on the podcast who said yes. So yeah, major props to you, man. You made history. You're in the record books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool.
0: Cool. I had no idea. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, dude. So it's awesome. You get to be one of the first. So that's good. So let's just jump right into it, John. How long have you been in your current role and how did you get there?
0: Yeah. Um so I started in uh I started in f- kind of the middle of February of this year, uh, 2021. So I've I've been there about oh uh, I guess now it's almost 10 or 11 months. Yeah. somewhere in there. Um so uh definitely new uh, to to the role and and to honestly the workforce because this is my first job out of college. So, you know, as far as like how I ended up there, I That's that's a good question, and it's one of those (laughs) things where you don't. I don't really know. Like the 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 door just kind of opened. I knew that I. uh, Well, first of all, the job market was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. Especially back in February, it's it's kind of opening up a little bit more now, and like kind of people are finally you know going back to work in person in the office. Uh, Monday will be kind of our first official day back in the office. A lot of us have been in pretty consistently, but Monday's like everybody, Hey, everybody's like, we back are back to work now. So, so yeah, I think part of it was a, just an opportunity that that was the door that opened just through, mm-hmm. you know, contacts and through um, you know, relationships and stuff that was the, the open door. And so yeah. I don't know. Does that kind of, yeah, answer- no,
1: that, that answers the question. Yeah. I, I, part of the reason I wanted to have you on is because, you know, you are of the demographic that I think I'm going to be reaching with this podcast. And Indeed. it's nice to see somebody that's not, you know, 20 years older than you. It's nice to see somebody that's maybe just a year or two ahead, sure. you know, has recently graduated school and is in a new role and by all accounts thriving in it. And so it's just nice to see somebody like, okay, he just did this. So it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went to, did you go to school for this? What, uh, what's your degree in? Like, what's your background as far as that goes?
0: Sure. So I, I did not go to school for this. I think you could safely describe my job as IT. Like a lot of what we do and, and it's not quite as clear cut as a typical um, IT job because we kind of, we touch a lot more systems than a typical IT person does. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not just tech support, but, but we kind of dabble in that a little bit. So my degree is mechanical engineering, um, which is aside from getting a degree in like maybe industrial engineering or, or uh, like a systems engineering degree, Mm -hmm. uh, mechanical is probably the most broad engineering degree that you can get. So, and that was kind of intentional on my part, my, you know, my freshman year when, you know, you have to go through the process of picking a major. I knew that I wanted to do engineering, but I, I really had no idea like long-term what I wanted that to look like or what I wanted to to kind of do. And so, you know, I had a couple of, of internships through my time in college, one at a civil engineering firm, uh, one with a company that does a similar thing to what I do now. And so that's kind of Part of how I ended up at this job and and the reason that my skills and my work history lined up with this job is because of an internship that I had with a company that uh, designed and installed security systems just for small businesses. And so they had, you know, their cameras and they had their, you know, whatever else um, for for those small businesses, a lot of retail stores or just like small offices or restaurants and stuff like that. So gotcha. A couple different internships. It's kind of funny in the engineering world. Everybody talks about how you pretty much don't use anything from your degree, and I think that's true of a lot of industries. That yes, it going is going to school for something. Once you get out, and once even if you get a job in that field, it's pretty rare that that you actually see the majority of the stuff that you studied in school, which is is funny. And I think a lot of people use that to kind of discredit the value of the degree and. Like personally, I don't really subscribe to that because like I still got value from my degree. I, I don't regret getting a degree in mechanical engineering. Um, first of all, because I loved the topic and I thought everything was interesting, but it it did kind of prepare me for the the types of things. Like I, I'm I'm more prepared for a variety of different situations that I could be put in or problems that I need to solve. So yeah. So you described
1: your job as kind of a general IT, but then also school prepared you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then also your internship prepared you a little bit. What is it exactly that you do? It sounds like from what we've talked about in the past, you broadly like integrate systems. You make sure that everything is like communicating with each other, all the systems. Can you uh, talk about that?
0: Sure. Sure. Um, So yeah, our customers have a site that they need a security system for that site. And so that includes like, if you go to an airport and there's like access control at that airport. So they have their, you know, their staff has cards that they swipe and they have, you know, all the different systems in place. They have, you know, security alarms. If you go through the wrong door or even like fire escapes, that kind of stuff, that's, that's one part of the system. And then there's like the, I think the airport is a great example because an airport has cameras and it has access control and it has intrusion detection and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you have an airport, those those cameras are a system, and then that. Access control is a system, and then the intrusion detection is a system. All of that security stuff has to work together somehow. So our job, like my official title at work is a security systems integrator. And so we, we basically take all of the inputs and the outputs from those different systems and, uh, and make them work together in a way that's cohesive so that, you know, the people running that airport um, have the information that they need when they need it, so...
1: Perfect. Yeah. So you basically are making sure that not only are security systems communicating with all the other technology that's going on, yeah. but basically just all the computers are talking to each other to dumb it down to a,
0: yeah. a, a simple level. Well, and that's one way that it's 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 fun, especially being a young guy. Like I've I've only been here and at this job for for 10 months, but I have coworkers who do the same thing as me who have who have done this for 15 or 20 years and So today, all of the systems that I'm describing are digital systems. Like we're we're working with routers and switches and servers, and we're putting in racks and racks of equipment. But, you know, 20 years ago, it was all analog. And so they had a very different workflow. And then they've uh, had to adjust and, and learn new systems. And so as far as longevity goes, one of the reasons that like I love this job and I mean, I don't plan to do this job forever, but just like this kind of scope of work is that um, I have to improve and adapt with technology as it as it improves and changes. Yeah. And I mean, some of my coworkers have done a, a better job of adapting to that, and some of them have not. Some of them are stuck in their ways, and so they only deal with they only work on one part of the system because they've refused, you know, to learn about something else. But the the best of the best. Um, have a way of staying on top of technology as it evolves. And so um, that's definitely something that I'm excited about. Moving forward,
1: yeah, it kind of allows you to be a jack of all trades because you kind yeah. of have to have your finger in a lot of different pots. You know, you you can't yeah. just go deep into one subject. You have to kind of understand how a lot of different um, software packages or just systems and uh, security systems work together. Absolutely. So that's really cool. So yeah, let's see. Well, let's go ahead and go kind of into the meat of the show, is what I would consider, is describing your typical day, just getting. Yeah our listeners to have a feel for what is it you actually do what projects are you working on are you meeting with people all day long are mm-hmm. you sitting in front of a computer all day long you know as much as you can just go detailed with it sure
0: um you know it it varies day to day that's definitely another upside to it is like i some days look the same but in in general like it does vary. Like I, I definitely get a lot of different feels. I'll have days where we have a lot of meetings and we're preparing for something for a project. and, and then I'll have you know days where we're actually like, like kind of doing the more technical side of preparation for a project. and then we'll have days where we're actually, you know doing a project and kind of following through on on our deliverables. Um, And then we'll have some, some days towards the end where we're kind of wrapping up and twiddling our thumbs and waiting for other people to do what they have to do on their end. Um, So I think uh, as far, I I think maybe the the best thing that would be kind of uh, useful is how I wasn't expecting how much, or I guess how important interacting with other people would be like, Mm -hmm. because a big chunk of my job is um, because we're dealing with all these different systems we're also dealing with a bunch of different people, and so there's there's different groups that that have their piece of the pie that they're in charge of, and, and so a lot of times we have to to kind of be the middleman between different groups. And so, yeah, um, so yeah, you're
1: I- not just sitting there in front of a computer all day. You, it really is, even though it's technology
0: based, it is also a people based business. So having those people
1: skills is
0: important. Yes. I I mean, absolutely. I I think a big, like I, someone without people skills probably could not do the job. So what would you say is the most challenging part of your job? Hmm. I think the, uh, the more challenging parts of my job, and and this is kind of, I guess, like surprised me a little bit. I'm a pretty relational person. And so there's an aspect of the job that's That's very relational, Mm -hmm. but, and then there's the technical side of the job. And and I think that's true of of any job that you have. There's the technical part of your job. And then you also just have to get along with people. And so how good are you at, at getting along with people? And I think in general, I get along with people pretty well on the technical side of things. I definitely had some room to grow that because my degree wasn't like quite specifically related to these things. And it's a lot of, like we talked about before, there's a lot of different systems working together. And so I had to learn those systems to be effective. And so, so the challenge comes from just keeping up with all the technical stuff as you're, as you're learning. I think so. And, um, or, and even just like starting out, just getting up to speed with that kind of stuff. I think it's, it's interesting because we talked about a degree earlier and the, the funny thing about my job in particular, and then just like broadly in it. So something that I, I didn't really know prior to this, but I've kind of learned as I've gone, just, just talking to coworkers and getting to know people and having conversation is I think information technology as an industry is the the easiest place to make the most money while being the, having the least education, like being the least educated, because you can just go say, say far. that again, John, that's true. <laughs> sure. Sorry.
1: I say as I choke over my words. <laughs> it's all good. Um, say that again because that's
0: important. As an industry, information technology is the easiest place to make uh, the most amount of money while having the least education. And what I mean by that is, you can get really far in IT with just an associate's. Like I like I know guys who one uh, one of actually my boss is. The only degree that he has is an associate's in, uh, I, it was like, it's like computer something like it, like a technical associate's degree, two years of school, Yep. but he got really good experience and he showed initiative through personal projects, through learning how this, the systems work on his own. He, he got a certification. He, uh, I think he has the, there's like a couple different certifications that apply for us. The CCNA, which is the Cisco Certified uh, Network Associate, I think is the the acronym, and mm-hmm. then there's also like a Network Plus, which is by CompTIA. Yeah. Um, so those. There's like certifications in that ballpark, and then you can kind of push it further and, and get a CCNP, which is like a prof- professional level certification. Um, what does it take to get those certifications, John? Yeah, so I don't have my my textbook with me. I'm actually studying for the CCNA. It's it's you know it's honestly it's a lot of self study. There's plenty of, you could look it up, but there's plenty of like courses online, YouTube videos, all kinds of stuff, and those are going to teach you really at a fundamental level how the internet works like how do routers communicate with each other how do switches communicate with each other how do computers across those routers and switches and hubs like how do they communicate with each other and so understanding those systems at a fundamental level that that is it like that's Yep. that's where it, it really comes to blows and so you can you can go pretty far with just an associates and a couple of certifications because at the end of the day it's it's can you do the job and yep. so if yep. you can if you can kind of get your foot in the door at the right place, Because you, you know, had some personal projects, and you studied on your own, and then you got your foot in the door, working IT at this small place, and then you got really good experience, like really hands on and you learned IT really well, then you can, you can slowly move up and I mean, there's guys that make, you know, $100,000 a year with an associate's degree in IT just because like they worked really hard and they, they know their stuff. Like they're smart guys and gals. So
1: that's perfect. John, you answered uh, so many of my questions with that answer right there. So that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have to ask them now.
0: (laughs) So you, you travel a little bit for work. Do you ever get to work from home? I do. Yeah. So I travel a little bit and then I'll, I, I uh, work from home Our work from home is kind of a, is a mix because we, you know, work is at work for us. I I think some jobs, you know, you can, you can pretty easily, you know, do stuff through Microsoft teams or or whatever it is. And and your Mm -hmm. kind of work is in front of you, but I would say maybe 10, 15% of our stuff we could do at home.
1: Okay. So mostly
0: you got to be on site
1: because you're either setting up hardware or just, you have to be at the system itself where, where all the communication is happening.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest reason for that is troubleshooting. Like a big part of the job is, you know, if I've got these systems, if I've got I've got cameras and I have access control and I have, you know, intrusion detection and, and those have to work together. And so if there's a problem, like the first thing that you check is the physical layer. There's there's layers to the system, like if if everything is connected properly then that's the physical layer but then there's also the network layer like are things uh, like configured correctly on the network and then there's you get all the way up to the application layer of of okay are the applications that we're running are they up to date are they doing what they're supposed to do getting the inputs and outputs that they're supposed to get are they programmed properly and that's all stuff that we have to check but at a base layer like we it's so much easier to troubleshoot problems, if things aren't working properly, it's so easy to diagnose that stuff when you're on site. Yeah, that makes perfect sense.
1: And that's really what integration is. I remember you were telling me um, in person that integration is this huge opportunity that you didn't really know about, you know, maybe even a year ago, but apparently there's a lot. Can you speak to that at all?
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, I think where it kind of first dawned on me that 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 word integration is is bigger than i thought it was because again prior to this job i i had never really heard that word in industry with i guess any like credibility to it yeah and so after kind of getting this role, role and, and I guess I'm a little biased now because it's in my job title. So maybe I do kind of want to hype that up a little bit. But I was getting a certification for, the, the there's an access control system that, that we use through Software House is, is the company. So I was getting this, this certification through Software House. And I was talking to the guy teaching the class and he was talking about all of these other companies that he works with or that he's trained their staff and their personnel and they all have system integrators, and so it's I, I didn't realize how broad of a tool set that is. So yeah, yeah, well, and that
1: that was needed at so many different organizations. You know, it's a it's not something you ever think about. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, general like there's the IT guy, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of branches, and you know there yeah. can be whole departments with many different roles. And so it's nice to be aware that oh hey here's a job title I didn't even know existed. And there's a lot of opportunity and there's good money to be made potentially if you're good at it.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of, when people think IT, a lot of times I think what it's, it's easy to just like immediately jump to tech support. And I think tech support is a part of IT and it's a necessary part of IT, but like, I don't want to do tech, like, I don't want to just wait for the phone to ring. And then somebody's you know having trouble with their their password logging into microsoft teams like yep. that's not my idea <laughs> exactly and that's not this we'll job. submit like, a ticket we'll get to you when we get to you yeah. exactly and that is it like that's part of information technology but i think what we do and what my role is, is more towards the front end of that, of getting the systems in place um, so that the process can can run smoothly. And that's why like for the general public, like a systems engineer is probably the most accurate description that people can kind of Connect within their head because that's that's truly what it is. Like we're we're working with a variety of different systems and engineering them to work properly. So
1: yeah, but it could it could be called many different things as we've learned. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I like to uh, talk around all the different language because you might see a job title posted as you know systems integrator or systems engineer or security expert. Right. You know whatever it, it could be called a lot of different things, but ultimately um, what you're doing and what there's a lot of opportunity to do is hey, make sure that security systems and all other systems are communicating with each other and setting those up. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. So what personalities might struggle with this job or maybe get into it and then realize, you know what, actually, this
0: is not for me. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's tough because You know, this is kind of my first time stepping into a a more, I guess, corporate environment or just, Mm -hmm. just maybe it's just like the job space, the workplace in general, but like you really do have to get along with people. Like if you, you're you're just going to get stuck. Like if you're the type of person that just doesn't uh, deal well with different personalities and smoothing things over and pretty quickly, you're going to get stuck in a role. You're going to be... It's really like it's unfortunate, but like I I have coworkers that it sucks, but like they are the person that no one likes, hmm. and it's really like it's honestly messed up. And there's like the people, you know, it's just sociology, I guess. That there's people that pick on them, and then there's people who just like completely check out, and like I don't even want to to broach the subject. Yeah. So So if you want
1: to thrive those soft skills, those people skills actually matter. Even if you're thinking, Oh, this is a tech position. Like I can just sit in front of a computer all day and I don't have to deal with people. That is not the case.
0: Yeah. And, and I think there's a, there's a give and take there. I, you know, I think it's possible that you can be so good at your job that people are willing to look over, ah, you know, John's a little bit rough around the edges. He's sometimes he's you know, annoying, or sometimes he says something rude or whatever, but he's, you know, John does this really well. And so, you know, we just kind of put up with it because we know he can produce, but then if you, you know, it's a give and take. And so if you're a little bit less on one thing, you need a little more of the other. so
1: That's a
0: good, good analogy. I like
1: it. So John, without getting too personal, I'm not asking for your specific salary dollar amount, but I think it's helpful for people to know, like in general, what would an entry-level position like this potentially offer, and then do you know, moving on into mid-career and late-career, what's possible compensation-wise?
0: Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, salaries a wild thing because, yeah. and especially in IT, because. There's people that work in IT doing things probably similar to what I do that potentially make as little as you know forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year uh, or or less. But then there's also people that could make like, like I said before hundreds, a uh, hundred to you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So it's a wide range. Is what it you're is saying? A, it is a very wide range, and I think it probably correlates directly to your competence and and then also i guess like your it probably also correlates to some of your working conditions um how inconvenient is your job you know are you traveling a lot because a lot of times the more you travel that kind of kind of tends to lend towards being paid more just because it's inconvenient so yeah that's that's kind of part of it yeah
1: yeah that answers that thank you cool John, do you feel like this job is draining? Is it stressful? Is it pretty fun? How would you describe? Just like, how does it feel? And then, how do you deal with that?
0: I, I you know, I, there's a. It depends on the day. Like, I have some really fun days. I really do, and mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy problem solving. And there's so there's plenty of that to go around. And so I do. Uh, if you're asking if I enjoy my job, I definitely do. Good. Now, um are there are there some stressful days uh yes are, is there pressure at times yeah absolutely there is what what would There's a also- bad day look like for you john what like kind of if you
1: don't mind can you describe yeah. one of those stressful days so that people sure. know like what's what's kind of the upper limit of
0: like could i handle this on a bad day right I, so i think a a bad day. if if you're familiar, if you work at all with computers, then uh, then you know that they don't always do what you want them to do. And so I think one of the the more frustrating days are the days when, you're beating your head against your desk because the computers aren't doing what you want them to do and they're not working right. And maybe something's bugged and it's just so hard to tell sometimes and, and you're, it's, it, it can really become a mess. And so breaking down the system uh, to find issues and, and stuff, is that can be rough. Also, you know, some IT jobs um, are customer-facing. Mine can uh, at times be customer-facing. And so there are some tense moments where, you know, I'm in front of a customer and, and the system that we installed is like maybe not quite working how it's supposed to.
1: Yep. And that's uh, whether affecting it's the, them negatively.
0: <laughs> yes. And so, uh, you know, whether it's cameras or, or the access control stuff or whatever, um, sometimes things just don't work and, and like, I need time to figure out what that is. But when I'm standing there with the customer, like it's tense and it's almost like a little bit embarrassing when the, the system that you've been working on for weeks and like, we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars of your dollars to install the system for you. Yep. Um, that's, that can be tense. Yeah. But I, again, I, I'd love to like apply it more broadly to IT because I, I also don't think I have a typical IT job. And so on a, on a broader scale, I, I do still think that's true. It, it definitely will look different for different places. I mean, there might be times when, you know, rather than a customer, it's just like your boss and your, your boss assigned, you know, this the, this rack of servers that, hey, we need to configure these servers to do this task. So you're, you've you got a week or two or whatever to configure those servers to do that. And it, it can be rough. Gotcha. So. All
1: right. So we've talked about kind of the bad and the downsides. Um, how did they prepare you for that? What did the training process and the onboarding process look like? Cause you came in fresh out of fresh out of college. How long was that training process before you felt like you were up to speed
0: and in the job doing what you were doing? Uh, a great question. Um, you know, I think, you know, if your listeners are people who are actively looking for jobs, I think one of the best questions, uh, and this was advice given to me by uh, by a friend when I was still in school and kind of interviewing for internships and all kinds of different stuff. But one of the best interview questions that you can ask, like as an interviewee, like you are applying for a job and they, they always have a spot at the end of like, hey, do you have any questions about the job? Yep. Like... By far, in my opinion, the best question you can ask is like, what is your onboarding process? How will I be trained? And what, what does that process look like? And some companies, like I've, I have friends that work there and I know they have a really, really good onboarding process. Like three months of training where like they don't even know what team they're on. I, I have a, a friend that works. He's a software engineer for uh, like a bank or something. And he had probably three or four months of training before he even knew what team he would be on, and they were they were just like preparing him for stuff. And so, how long was like your onboarding? And, yeah, so to to answer your question directly for myself, and you know, hopefully not too many of my coworkers or anything uh, watch this because I, like, <laughs> if I'm being honest, our onboarding process was a little rough. Okay. like the, It was, it was rocky at times on a, on a corporate level, like when it comes to HR and then when it comes to like management and stuff, that was fine. Like I didn't have any trouble, figuring out how payroll works. Like that's one of the first things that they do at your onboarding, you know, whatever. So payroll and the the company culture and those like, you know, HR seminars that you get, all of that was fine, I think. But actually getting up to speed was was a little bit rough. Okay. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons for that. I, and I, I don't want to get too much into like the specifics of my job because I don't necessarily think that's true. Um, across everybody. the board, but right. there's a lot of different companies out there, and and so some have good practices and some have bad, and, and you know, you might end up with a a good one or a bad one, and so I I think it's still useful, I guess, is what I'm saying, but yeah, I think what some of the challenges that presented themselves in my onboarding was our team, the kind of the integration, the kind of the systems engineer group, was a little bit short on people at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very common right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a very weird uh, dichotomy because I feel like a lot of companies are both short on staff, but also not hiring. And so, so it's really, it's really tricky to, I guess the, the numerical answer to your question was probably six or seven months.
1: Okay. So a good long chunk of time before you were
0: really yeah, I, I'm still learning. Like, there's still systems that we install, stuff that we do that I'm still not, you know, 100% confident on. But I would say that I'm after about six or seven months, I was at a point where, like, I, for example, I was given responsibility over my own project. And, and there, I had coworkers that were obviously helping me. And obviously, like, I had plenty of questions, and I would go to them and say, Hey, you know, I've got this question about this system. I'm troubleshooting this problem. What do you think? And, and then, you know, obviously I get their input on that level. Like my team is phenomenal. Like there's, there's no comparison that when it comes to just interpersonal support uh, we're really, really good. But Kind of the early early stages were were challenging at times, partially just because of just the circumstances outside of people's control. So.
1: Yeah, I had a similar experience when I worked for a uh, a financial brokerage company. You know, we had like three to four months of uh, onboarding, and you know there were parts of it that were done really really well, and then there were parts of it where I felt like okay, I'm kind of just being you know thrown a little bit thrown to the wolves because sure. you just gotta you just got to swim at some point. Yeah, it's sneaker swim. Absolutely. But you learn by asking those questions, you find the coworkers that are willing to help. And obviously you don't want to pester them too much, but that really is the way you learn. And that's why those people skills, again, come so much in handy because if you treat people with respect and dignity and you're kind to them them, and you're fun to be around, then they're not going to mind helping you out as much as right. And they reciprocate that exactly. And they'll reciprocate. And so, yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's something that is a hard lesson to learn. If you like to be independent and you are normally competent, but when you're Mm. new, you're new. That's how it works. (laughs) Take advantage of it. (laughs) Yeah. You got to take advantage and yeah, soak up as much as you can be a sponge and ask the questions so that you can get as competent as possible, as fast as possible. That's really, I think the key. So that's awesome. John, I have just like one final question for you, man. And uh, I think the interview has gone really good. So final question would be, what practical advice would you give to someone who wants to do what you do or enter into the IT space in general? Any resources, next steps, certifications that you're like, yeah, get this one, get that one. Don't Mm -hmm. bother with these.
0: What would you say to that? So I think most people would tell you like my coworkers and stuff would probably tell you you know the CCNA is a, is a good certification to get obviously you don't need that to get the job because I I did Network Plus is kind of the same way uh, I think I I got the job partially because I just like had a good degree and so it was clear that okay maybe I don't know the specifics of this job but Because of my degree, I've proven that I'm, you know, capable Capable. of learning at that level. So the CCNA is is a good way to kind of show that a, you know, a some type of technical education is is going to be necessary. Even if it's just, you know, that that associates, uh, a technical associates that I was talking about before, um, that's sufficient. But then outside of that, I, I honestly think anyone who shows initiative enough to like go do personal projects or research these topics on their own, honestly, I think has a good shot at, at getting their foot in the door somewhere. I agree.
1: Even if it's as an uh, internship, which is what you did, and then sure. that led to making connections and eventually landing a job. So I think that's important to keep yeah. in mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. John. John. I enjoyed talking with you, man. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you for your time, Jameson. You got it. Thanks for listening to the What's That Job Like podcast. Two quick things. One, please subscribe and review the show. It takes less than a minute and it does a ton to help. Two, I would love your feedback. Is there a certain career you want to hear from, a question you'd like me to ask my guests or anything else? let me know. My email is jameson at whatsthatjoblike.com. Again, that's J-A-M-E-S-O-N at whatsthatjoblike.com. That is also where you can email me if you are interested in being a guest on my show. I am rapidly trying to get hundreds of interviews because I think that's how this whole project will come together and help as many people as possible. So again, please subscribe, and I'll catch you next time.